Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's going on, Bears fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. On today's episode, we're going to talk about an update to Eddie Jackson's injury. We're going to talk about Matt Eberflus and his opinion on how the offensive line fared Sunday against the Green Bay Packers. We're going to get to all that plus some more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. All right, Bears fans. So pretty light news day so far with the Chicago Bears. So don't expect this to be too long of an episode of any other news does drop uh, that is worthy of getting out of an emergency episode. I will get that out to you guys today. I promise. With that being said, though, the first thing that I want to talk about is Matt Eberflus and his evaluation of how the offensive line played on Sunday against the Green Bay Packers. We've already talked about on both episodes so far this week on the daily episodes of just how that offensive line allowed the least amount of pressures that they have for Justin uh, Fields all season long. And Justin Fields responded to that with having one of his best games as a passer. All two interceptions be damned. But with that being said, and so Matt Eberflus had this to say in regards to it. Really, the most important thing I thought for us was the protection. What gave Justin uh, Fields a clean pocket and to be able to operate the offense correctly was probably the most impressive thing we had. We saw progress from that. That was really good. I think the O-line did a, a great job protecting. I think the run game was solid. I think the passing game really took a big step today. So I just felt comfortable out there going through the progressions. And just like that, again, I said the O-line did a great, a great job in pass pro that last part was from Justin Fields the first part was from head coach Matt Eberflus and we've talked about it right yes uh Alex Leatherwood played 10 snaps uh in in the last game and I think in those 10 snaps he was out there for some of the biggest plays that the offense was able to do and so yeah the offensive line had a step up and we've talked about that all week so I'm not going to really belabor the point too much but it's clear if you give Justin Fields better pass pro if they give them give him more time and yes some some could say hey is part of this is Justin Fields holding on to the ball too long? Listen, that's fair to say as well. That's an evaluation as well if you want to say that. But if you allow Justin Fields more time to go through his progressions, go through things, we've seen it. He's a really good passing quarterback when he's able to do those things. And as much as he's dazzled and shined and did all the things with his feet and his legs that he has so far this season, it's been great to see. He's set records. He's setting, he's setting rushing records. But it's going to be good if this, if this pass protection drastically improves from this season going into next season with what this team has has available to them and assets to go out there and improve the offensive line, 
we're going to see much better passing Justin Fields as well. Also, Chase Claypool being more ingrained into the offense. Darnell Mooney being out there, being healthy. Hopefully, improvements to the wide receiver core as well. There's a lot of things that this team can do in, in improvement in ways they can improve. And that offensive line improving from this season to next season is going to be a big part in why this uh, offense could potentially be one of the best offenses in the NFL. And I know I'm saying that way ahead. We haven't even gotten there. But I do have that with the way that Justin Fields in this running game goes, especially if David Montgomery comes back and things like that, or if they there's some rumors that the Bears may go after even an, a bigger upgrade at the running back position. So if the Bears do those type of things, we know we're going to have a potent offense, but that offensive line definitely has to uh, stand up some and improve a little bit. And we'll see. What, who's going to be the ones that are keepers by the end of the season and where they look to make some improvements with veterans or younger players, whatever they do. Now, with that being said, moving on from that, uh, one of the we've been riddled with injuries. We all know that one of the players that we lost to injury was Eddie Jackson. And apparently with that Les Franck injury, uh, he's actually not going to need a surgery. So here it came with this. And so we got the update. It looks like Eddie Jackson visited some teammates um, after Sunday's game wearing a walking boot but it has now said that he will not actually uh, need surgery uh, due to that. And so if that if that is the case, Olin Krutz has talked about it. We don't know how tapped in he is. But if he does not need surgery for that, of course, that means that the injury, while still severe, isn't as bad as it could be. And the long-term prognosis when you don't need a, a surgery for that type of injury, it, it bodes well uh, for the, improve, the player coming back and being able to be them. Eddie Jackson, who's had in many ways, a resurgent season for the Chicago Bears this season. It's good to see and hear that even though he did suffer injury, he is going to be on the sideline for the last handful of games this season. The prognosis is pretty good. It's his ability to come back. And so that 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 bodes well. And if he gets another deal with the Chicago Bears, all those type of things. So, you know, shout out to Eddie Jackson. Pray up to Eddie Jackson and the fact that he did need a major sur surgery and has now improved his outlook on getting his career back on track as he started to do this season. Can't wait to see Eddie Jackson with this improved. You know, overall, it's just so mixed excitement right now with the Bears because improvement's coming. And some of you guys have even said it and responded the same way in the comments. This is one of the first times in my 30, now six years, as my birthday was Monday, 36 years on this planet um the bears have for the most part just we've had some solid teams and then we've had some good teams in there but we've never really had the team and this is really the first time in a while that i'm really optimistic about the future of the chicago bears that i have way more op optimism than i do doubts and we'll see hopefully that's paid off in ryan poles and uh and and this front office ability to add talent to this roster and coaching staff using that that added talent properly. And this team just next year coming together really well. Um, and then us having just a much better overall outlook on the team, even though there have been some bright spots. Jack Sanborn, Jaquan Brisker, the play of, of Justin Fields, all of that. It's been some really bright spots over the course of the season. The Bears going out and getting Chase Claypool. Yeah, he hasn't necessarily had the impact that some of us would have hoped he's had so far. But this it's, it's a lot of good things surrounding this Bears team. And one of those good things as well, one of the things that we hope is one of the first steps in bringing some considerable new talent to this team is the first round pick by the Chicago Bears right now slated to pick second. Um, and so starting to look at some things on what could the Bears actually do in this draft, right? Could they move down? Are there some trade candidates that we could look at that, that, that you know, have multiple first round picks that maybe we can move up? There are some teams that are going to have multiple first round picks in this draft that could potentially be some, something that the Bears look to target, like, for example, the Detroit Lions. Now, I don't know if we are going to do any trades with them. Again, this is not reporting. This is speculation on just kind of what we could see the Bears try to do. 
the 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 Detroit Lions right now slated to draft number four, right? If the Bears move down from that number two pick to that number four pick, could they also pick up that number 15th pick as well from the Detroit Lions? Like, so looking at things like this, depending on how Ryan Poles wants to get creative, last season Ryan Poles already turned six draft picks into 11. So even if he doesn't do something necessarily with that first round pick, because we know Will Anderson, Jalen Carter, they're slated right there to go. I think Jalen Carter uh, slated as the fifth best overall prospect in this draft. Will Anderson Jr. is up there as well. So the Bears could absolutely look to just keep that second uh, overall pick if that's even where they end up falling. Right now, 3-10. and There are a lot of teams with three wins, so it could fluctuate. There's nothing for sure right now. Um, Doubt the Chicago Bears do lose enough to to, or the Houston Rock, uh, Houston Texans win enough to get out of that first pick, but it seems like the Chicago Bears are going to be slated for that second overall pick. Again, we, we'll we see. It seems like the Bears may be playing to win, or maybe they're playing for development. We'll see what happens with that. Chicago Bears right now on a six-game losing streak, so if that continues, they definitely look like they're going to be the team that does not, I mean, sorry, the team that holds on to that second overall pick, but they could look to do some things, whether it is trading down, if they still think they can get either Will, up one. Probably, Will Anderson probably will not be there if they trade down to four. But they will have a chance to maybe go go after Jalen Carter. Maybe if they have him slated in as their guy already, they're, they're willing to do that, pick up an additional first-round pick. Again, I'm not necessarily saying that that Detroit one is, is the one that's going to make sense or the one that's going to happen. But I am saying that there are, are teams that do have multiple picks in this draft that we could look to go after. So the Bears, it just really depends on how they have their, their draft board at who they have uh, at the top of that draft board. They may not even want to risk it, hold on to that second overall pick, but they still have multiple picks that they can trade in this draft. And we've seen Ryan Poles before have the propensity to go after there and, and get more draft picks if that's needed. Also, never know what you're going to find on the on the undrafted wire. So, and, and one thing I do like about the way the NFL does things different than the NBA, for example, is that they have their free agency first. So we're going to be, after, be able to go after those free agents, at least that initial wave early on and then see what we do um, with the draft. So we'll see that with the Chicago Bears. Let me know what you guys think down below as we are getting ready to start gearing up as soon as the Bears are officially locked into a draft position. So that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be the end of the season. If the Bears lock in that second overall pick, let's say in the next two weeks or three weeks, I'm going to start the draft coverage on the Daily Show. So if there are any prospects you would specifically like me to look at, please let me know. I'm going to have to do it a little bit different than when I did it on Chicago Bull Central because it was just a little bit more straightforward. The NFL draft has so many different layers, so I'll probably do a round by round. Uh, first, uh, the picks that could be around, whatever our first round pick is going to be, whatever our second round pick is going to be, things like that. So any prospects you guys would like me to look at, please make sure you guys send that in. But otherwise, that is it for me for today. Make sure you follow the show at Shy Bear Central. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, chicagobearcentral.gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-242-9336. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related because of you guys and like I liked in everything on Bear down. Love you guys. And peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards.
Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill.